You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. Welcome to episode 109. You know, when I'm at a networking event or a family gathering even, and people ask the inevitable question, so what do you do? I'm learning not to freeze up. (laughs) But the question remains, how do I tell people what I do in a way that helps them understand the benefit that I provide? Well, after my conversation last week with Lamar Bergman Gross, talking about the difference between mentors and coaches, it got me thinking about some other conversations that I've had about all the different options of help available to you as you grow in your career. For instance, Jennifer McCune in episode 17 talked about how empowering women as a mentor is the end to which her business is a means. Catherine Canty in episode 56 focused more on the difference between a mentor and a sponsor. And both Michelle Tillis-Letterman and J. Kelly Hoey, episodes 76 and 78 respectively, focused on the role of all these people in building your network and tapping into these relationships to grow your career. Now that's a lot of information. I mean, we're talking like five hours worth, but it's all about allowing others to pour into your life, support and guide you in your career and why it's important, how to find them, what to ask for, and how to apply what they provide you in order to grow. And so you might think, well, great, Andrea. Well, what's left to share? (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. Well, what I'd like to do today is pull them all together and show you how each of these roles play an important role in your network, that a coach is different from the sponsor and the mentor, what kind of coaches are out there, and a few criteria to help you determine if or how a coach could benefit you or your team, including how I fit into all of those paradigms. So let's start with what role they each play in your network. J. Kelly Hoey encouraged us to leverage informal relationships, all the people that you work with on a daily basis, to gain a better understanding of what you're good at, what you need, and where you're going. Many times, the collective group can function as a sounding board or feedback loop, setting you on the path of what you want or what you're really good at. Michelle Tillis-Letterman stressed the need for informal relationships, those cheerleaders and champions who are there to give you positive feedback as you move through your career, But she takes it a step further to use that information that you gather to determine who you might benefit from having as a mentor, and then how to develop the request in a way that will benefit you both. This is what Lamore Bergman Gross was talking about in last week's episode when she said that you might need a mentor when you know you want more, but you're not entirely sure what that more is, because a good mentor will help guide you along the path that you choose. Now, Jennifer McCune is a great example of a self-identified mentor, someone who desires to walk alongside others, sharing the wisdom and knowledge that she's gained over time in a way that helps them discover their own path. Catherine Canty introduced us to the idea that a sponsor might be just the thing that you most need if you already have a good idea of where you want to go and how to get there. A sponsor is that person who talks you up in front of the people who can make the decisions to grow your career. These could be colleagues or those in positions of greater power. Either way, they've decided it's important to ensure that the people making the next hiring decision know to include you in the mix. 
Now, how is a coach different from a sponsor or a mentor? Well, based on the definitions of these roles from these fabulous experts, both mentors and sponsors are the ones who either pull you along or help you identify what you want or teach you what they've already done. Mentors are those you brainstorm with. They listen, encourage, and teach you. They're likely ahead of you in the game, but aren't the ones to necessarily help you get that raise or the next promotion or even land that big client or deal. They teach and instruct. Sponsors, they're your own personal promotion team. They've got your back behind closed doors. They're the ones talking you up in front of your boss, the vice president, or that really desirable client. Sponsors believe in you, promote you, talk you up, and advocate for you. Coaches, on the other hand, push you. A coach's role is to pull out of you what's already in there, waiting to be discovered. They might teach a little, guide a little, and even connect and promote you, but their main role is to help you get down the path you've chosen faster and more efficiently than you would do so on your own. As Lamore reminded us, you need a coach when you know what you want and where you want to go, but you need encouragement, accountability, and someone who can play these different roles if necessary. So what types of coaches are out there? If you do a Google search for coach, you're going to find everything from luxury goods, local athletic cubs, <laughs> to life and transformational coaches. And while I'd love to head down that luxury goods rabbit trail, I'm going to steer clear today and focus on a few types of non-athletic coaching categories. Disclaimer here, this will not be anywhere near an exclusive list. And if you do a Google search, you'll see what I mean. But I have a few, so let's talk about specialty coaches. These coaches cover a really wide range of expertise, but they're very specific, including things like ADHD, educational help, clean eating or trauma recovery. In general, you know you need help in this specific area and they get you that help. Business coaches, pretty much anything that you want or need to grow a business or career, you can find a coach for that. A few examples will include things like productivity, speaking, social media, marketing, sales, course development, interviewing, career transition, or team development and leadership. Personal coaches, some call these life coaches, can be specific or generalized in topic or more focused on a clear demographic. For instance, transition coaches for like midlife, career, or college, millennial life coaches, creative expression coaches, empowerment, or even specific to gender coaches. I tend to look for females when I coach. The range of certification programs, experience, and expertise is about as wide as you can imagine, which to me is kind of exciting. If you have something you need help achieving, you can find someone to help you get there. Now, how do you determine if or how a coach could benefit you or your team. Let's start with your team. As a reminder, these coaches tend to fall under the business category. And the first thing I'm going to toss out there is that plenty of coaches can help you figure out where you or your team want or need to go by using some diagnostic tools to establish a baseline for context and to identify gaps or specific issues. These coaches can usually work with group facilitation and one-on-one -on -one deeper dive work. When looking for a coach to work with your team, ask yourself the following questions. Number one, what precipitated your desire to have someone work with you and your team? If it's just that you want to offer the benefit of growth and development, you can look for a coach who specializes in that kind of positive forward thinking work. If it's because of things like high turnover, low morale, or poor communication, then you want someone who can come in and take the temperature, use those diagnostic tools, and get you moving in the direction that you'd like. 
Number two, do you know what the problem is? Because <laughs> honestly, I have talked to so many people who do not. Now, it might be something that is crystal clear, like the lack of emotional intelligence, poor communication skills, underdeveloped job skills, or clear leadership. If so, you can target those issues. If, however, you don't have the ability to pinpoint the problem, that's when you need the coach who can diagnose the issue, treat it on multiple levels, and give you a good plan to move forward. Number three, does your organization have a governing mission, vision, or values within which you need a coach to operate or agree with? This is just as important in an organization as it is personally. You don't need a sales coach coming in to work with your team who has very different ideas about how you close a sale or what's the most important thing to focus on each day. If those things don't line up with the organizational mission or vision, you're not going to be in a good place. Number four, what outcomes are you seeking? This still speaks to a coach's specialty, but if you have a specific need like skill development, engagement, or communication, that will help your search. Now, Talking for you and not your team, do you think you're ready for a coach? If you're at a place where you know or even remotely know where you want to go, like weight loss or health management, career movement, midlife transitions, overcoming limiting beliefs, empowerment or leadership, business building, any of it, you can begin there. Here are a few guidelines. First, determine what you want or where you're going. You don't have to know both, but you need to know something. And if you think you don't know, I'm going to say you probably do. And a really good coach will ask you the right questions to help you figure it out. But if you do know, start searching for someone with that specialty. Number two, know your core values. When you know who you are and what matters to you most, all of your decisions become much clearer. If you've never really thought this one through, I can give you a leg up. Stay tuned. Number three, do your research. You might have a friend who's a life coach, and she might be amazing, but she might not be right for you. Your network, yep, all those people that you know, will also have recommendations, so tap into that. If you're going to go back to school for a master's degree, you are going to do your research. If you're looking for a good hairstylist or esthetician, you ask your network and do your research. A coach will work intimately with you for what could turn out to be a very long time frame. Go get all your options. Number four, be willing to do a test drive or two or three. All coaches are going to give you a consultation. Some will actually coach on the consultation call and some don't, but either way, you'll get a good idea of how well that you're going to get along with them. If it feels pushy or salesy and that's not your thing, that's totally fine. Just eject. But keep going until you find someone who resonates with you, with your desired goals and outcomes, and will work with you and your personality. No coach wants a client who they don't fit with. They want you to succeed as much as you do. So be willing to take what it, the time that you need and whatever it takes to find the right one. And number five, manage your expectations, but know that you get out what you put in. A coach is not a fairy godmother. There is no such thing as bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. If you're willing to hire a coach, you need to be willing to not waste anyone's time or money, especially your own, by not doing the work that it will take to get you where you want to be. And please know, any work you do with a coach is going to involve something hard. Not all the time, but it's going to involve something hard. That's why you need to find someone that you resonate with. However, a really good coach will not bully you or force you to do anything that isn't in your best interest. They will put in work in between your sessions on your behalf. 
I certainly do, meaning they will review your sessions, evaluate your progress, and even research options depending on your agreement with them. You put in the work and they put in the work. That's the kind of relationship you're looking for. Good coaching of any kind is an ongoing conversation designed to provide encouragement, guidance, honest feedback, and individualized development. Milestones and agenda are defined based on mutually agreed upon assessment tool results, individual development goals, and overall individual mission. Now, before I close, there's one thing I'd like to point out. Just as every human is unique and cannot be placed in a specific set of boxes to check off, every coach is also unique and brings their skills, wisdom, strengths, and value to the table. All the categories listed earlier are general and loose. You'll find that most coaches fall somewhere between the two extremes of mentor or coach, creating a spectrum of sorts without being purely one or the other. So don't let that confuse you or mess you up. The difference for you is the role they play in your life. For instance, me, right? I'm a teacher. I'm a speaker, a mentor, and an executive coach. What that looks like in my world is that I employ all the coaching skills of asking open-ended, curious questions, holding space for clients to figure out their answer on their own, and challenging their limited beliefs to help them see something they need. Where appropriate, and some clients actually want and need this specifically, I offer advice, consulting, teaching, and encouragement. Those are my skills, which to many people looks like mentoring, but the role I play for my clients is not that of a mentor. It is that of a coach. Now, the title of this episode is What a Good Coach Can Do for You, and the bottom line is that a good coach can help you figure out who you are, where you're going, why you want to go there, and how you need to get there, and everything you need along the way. I have worked with business coaches to learn how to podcast or handle my finances, life coaches because I seriously needed someone to help me walk through some really hard things that I wasn't ready to figure out on my own, and I currently work with three separate coaches for different things. I've gained just as much value from a free coaching session or bartering as I have from coaching programs that cost me the same as my car. I've probably gained more out of the free ones and the bartering ones, just to be honest with you, but I've seen the gamut. But I would not be where I am today without help, without mentors when I was younger, holding my hand and helping me along the way, without sponsors I didn't even know were cheering me on behind closed doors, helping me get into greater leadership positions that then developed the skills I now employ to mentor and coach others. And coaches who are willing to hold me accountable to me for where I want to go and who I know I can become. That's what a good coach can do for you. Are you ready? Because my passion is to equip and empower you, the next generation of female leaders, to help you learn to think critically, create imaginatively, and lead effectively in any situation, team, or organization. My hope is that the information I bring you here on this podcast will inspire you to move forward and take action with confidence and strength to lead in your own unique and beautiful way in your personal and professional life. Where do you begin? Well, one of the things I said you need to know when you look for a coach is your own core values. I have a mini course that will help you with that right now. It's called Uncover Your Core Values, Live in Alignment with Your Own Non-Negotiables. It's a simple four-step process that provides you with guidelines to live with full authenticity. Understanding your non-negotiables is the first step to knowing who you are and where you're going. 
The link to the course is in the show notes, but it's also right at the top of my website and it's on my main links page. So give yourself the gift of clarity as you determine where you want to go and who you want to be. Okay, before you go, scroll down, hit the five-star button, and comment with your biggest takeaway from this episode. Then click on the link in the show notes and get started on your core values. Take that first next best step to get you on the road to personal and professional success and fulfillment. Until next time. Oh good, you're still here because I have one more invitation for you. My newsletter, Optimistic Living, is full of good stuff delivered straight to your inbox. So for weekly encouragement, tips, and even some special offers, hop over to my website and sign up because unconventional leaders lead at every level in any area using their unique gifts. And you, my friend, are a leader. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.